Welcome everyone to Take It Home Podcast. I'm your host, John LaRocca. On today's episode, I'm going to talk about three matches that I watched recently. One match from WXW, one match from ICW, and one match from NXT UK. Has been looking back, going back, and just catching up on the content on the European wrestling scene. And I want to review it here on the Take It Home Podcast. And the reason why I started that look 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 around the european wrestling scene that uh this past week is because i was kind of you know i've kind of watched other like a little more indies and um and what i've been watching this majority of it has been really frustrating for me to watch i just don't understand what's going on like with the wrestling today out here and it just doesn't make any sense um booking's really bad it's just the quality of work. I mean, there's some good athletes, but like everyone's just, it's, I know wrestling is a lot of it's like whatever's current people are doing, like everyone's copying everyone. And it's not a good trend because what they're copying is a lot of bad stuff, right? Um, I see, like this past weekend, all I saw on my social media was not people talking about really good wrestling matches. Uh, really good matches that had them up and down and had them going crazy because they really wanted to see who was going to win and and it was their favorites are going to win and go on either capture a championship or win a a long running feud. None of that. All it was this past weekend I saw was just a bunch of ridiculous spots where it's obvious cooperation between the two competitors. Um, there was one spot, I think it was from a GCW show, which is was here in San Francisco, um, about 45 minutes right from, from where I live in uh, San Jose, California. It was um, this spot where this, I don't know who these guys were. Actually, I think I know one guy. The guy taking the move was uh, uh, Loco, Polo Loco, whatever his name is. I forget. He's the base god. His gimmick is that he actually catches wrestlers. I don't It's just ridiculous. He was basing for this guy who was, you know, on one of the far corners and he ran the top rope, you know, on the rope all the way to the other turnbuckle, jumped off it and her Gringo Loco. That's who it was. And Gringo Loco was there to catch him because that's what he does. That's his gimmick. He catches people and takes bumps off and for the move, that's his gimmick. That's his gimmick. He's the base god. That's what it is does it make sense no but and people are just losing their mind over this spot and there's gifts being shared and going crazy and i'm just like well when this gringo loco if he would have just moved and they got crashed and burned he could have rolled the guy in and won the match right remember that was a point of wrestling where the guys would try to win matches the women would try to win matches and nowadays, it's just it's like a video game. That's all it is. So I just get so fucking frustrated. And this has been going on since actually May. And which is funny because two of the matches that I went back to watch who I haven't seen yet, it was in May because after I went to this one show in San Jose, or not San Jose, excuse me, it was in Gilroy, which is about 30 minutes from San Jose where I live. And I went out there to support my buddies. I talked about this before in previous Take It On podcast. And it's just... It was one of those parody wrestling companies, um, you know. There's a couple matches where 
were serious wrestling matches and uh, most of it was just people assing off, right? And I'm just sitting there watching it and just it's just hurtful, you know? Like I'm just sitting there watching like this is this is and and this, and this crowd was like totally there to see wrestling and they got just goofiness and there's kids in the audience and they're like this doesn't look like what I see on on Mondays and Fridays or Wednesdays um even you know it's just what is this you know and and I'm it's just people it's just this is what's in right now this parody wrestling this video game wrestling um and I just don't understand the appeal you know personally so it's like I start watching stuff I get frustrated I turn it off and so ever since that show I would watch wrestling and I just would quickly just turn it off like I just can't get into stuff or I had no desire to watch um wrestling so like doing the take it on podcast was kind of hard to do these last you know since that show because I was like okay I need to watch something to cover for the show and it's just hard to find because a lot of stuff I just get so frustrated about so I wanted to see some good wrestling and I was like I like I said I've haven't watched WXW in a while. I haven't watched ICW, uh, Progress, um, you know, Rev Pro. Yeah, just the European scene in general. I just haven't watched much of it. Even New Japan, I haven't watched much of it. Um, I started watching some G1 that just kicked off the first two nights, and it was some good wrestling on there. So that, that put me in a good mood. Jeff Cobb, uh, Okada had a really good uh, main event match on night one. Um, I liked Tanahashi versus Hanare, and that surprised finish i was not expecting that i know like they they like to do some big surprises early on in the tournament but i just was not expecting hanare to get that win over tanahashi i'm sorry if you haven't seen it yet but it's been out for a while now and it's free on new japan world by the way so you can check it out um but you know i just you know tanahashi is older and beat up and and but he's still a master you know, out there. So it was, it was a real joy to watch. Um, Jay White versus Sonata was good. Um, White, I love watching him work. What a great heel he is. Um, night two was 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 pretty good, but I prefer night one better than, than night two. Um, Kenta, Zack Sabre Jr. was good. Uh, I'm, trying to who, I'm trying to remember who Shingo wrestled, but, uh, you know, that was a pretty good main event, whatever it was. It, but like I said, it wasn't as good as night two because I don't remember as much. But, um, you know, so I saw some good wrestling. So I was getting a little little, little fired up. I was like, okay, let's search out for some wrestling. So I need to I need to cover something for a Take It Home podcast. Um, I want to I want to go. I want to check out the European scene. I want, you know, and honestly, I love NXT UK, but I've been, I kind of like got frustrated with it for a, a, a little bit because, I started seeing some of the the goofiness of 2.0, not the talent of 2.0, but like the goofiness of some of the backstage segments, some of that, you know. And I was like, oh man, are we getting 2.0, NXT 2.0 now in NXT UK? If that's the case, I can't watch this because for me, I mean, I haven't watched NXT 2.0 in a, in a long time it, because we stopped covering it for the Fight Game podcast. But certain. Because like 2.0 got really bad. I don't know if it's improved since then. Um, I was gonna watch the Great American Bash. I just didn't. I just just was gonna watch it. And it's like I moved on, right? Um, 
like it's cool that Jordan Devlin's there and he's the match I'm going to talk about to, on this show. One of the matches I'm going to talk about this show, he's in it versus Elia Dragunov. And it's cool that he's in NXT now 2.0 and he, he's such a really good talent. Of course, he has to change his name as well because, you know, a few months back, Bissick Man was on one of his, you know, things where he everyone had to have um, uh a name they couldn't use their own name they had to, they had to get their own a new name so they start repackaging everyone and now J- jordan devlin is now jd i think mccullough or something like that and it's like jordan devlin's a great name man you know he was your f- former cruiserweight champ it's all frustrating we all know about the frustrations about that and it is business right wd wants to own the name wants to market the name um you know they're they're not going to market Jordan Devlin. And then when they released him now, they made him a star. Now he's going to take that name other places. So I get the business aspect of it, but it's just, it's just so frustrating when, you know, you've been, had this guy in your company for what, four or five years now. And now you're all of a sudden changing him. And not like many people. And then sadly they don't. We're watching NXT UK because there's some really good wrestling there. But, you know, I was just getting just, like I said, frustrated with wrestling today. Especially modern day wrestling. So I decided to look back. Decided to take a look what's on Peacock Network, what it's what's the latest from WXW, ICW, Progress, NXT UK. So I started looking at NXT UK first. I started seeing like, oh man, I haven't watched since like May. Like it's been a while. I've seen some stuff, like clips and stuff, but I'm like, God, I gotta catch up. And I I'll just watch the 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 bigger matches. You know, I'm not gonna watch everything. Um, you know, it's just to catch up. I'll just watch the main stuff that they're featuring. And I didn't realize I didn't even watch this match yet. And it was Jordan Devlin challenging Ilya Dragunov for the NXT UK Championship. Um, it was a loser leave town match. And so obviously Jordan Devlin going to NXT 2.0. 2.0 I kind of already knew the result there. But this is the match that reminded me like why I love NXT UK. Why I love what they do. Give me inside that ring a very hard hitting, very logical matches. Um, like I said, Jordan Devlin's a great heel. Just his presence, the way he carries himself, the cockiness. You want to slap him across the face, man. He just drives you insane. You want to see him get his ass kicked. Elia Dragunov's just that he's a really good baby face, uh, hardworking family man, and he's full go. He's full go. And in th- this match, it was. As I said, hard hitting, fast pace, but like, yeah, it's modern where they're doing modern moves, but they're still settling. They're still, uh, you know, registering. It's just, it's not what you see today, like on the Indies, a lot of bullshit. And guys, almost are doing this. Guys are these guys are professionals, man. And I even popped on like a Canadian Destroyer, which I, I don't like that move at all. Uh, a standing Spanish fly, which I don't like that move at all. That that the, I'm like, whoa, those moves actually, they came out of nowhere, and it was the timing of it was fantastic. And I just was just it's one of those matches you could put it on to a non wrestling fan. I think a non wrestling fan would just get totally engaged, totally watching it from bell to bell because they're just hitting each other so hard, and it's very physical, and they're selling. You're so like when like oh, when they did some this move, which was freaking ridiculous. I didn't even know 
I mean, I mean, they probably didn't even tell anyone they were going to do this move. I don't even know. But it was like, Ely was on the top rope. Uh, Jordan Devlin was up there with him. going for, Looks like he was going for a superplex. He picks up Elia for a, like he's holding up for a vertical suplex. And he's going to drop back for a superplex. But instead of dropping back, he turns him. Elia, he turns Elia and drops Elia back first, upper back first, on the top rope. Elia takes this big spill, bounces off that turnbuckle, boom, and goes right to the floor. I mean, the measure, the, the like, you can really mess someone up if you just don't do that move right. And from what I could tell, it, it looked pretty like they did it as they did it as the best way they could make it see i don't think it was a a rough bump for uh, a fun bump for elia to take but um it was i could not believe what i saw i was like holy shit why would they do that they didn't need to do that but they did and that became the focus of the match where jordan devlin's working on his back elia starts making a comeback and he just can't even finish his like he can't he just stops because the pain is just like just going down his spine from that from jordan down working on the back elia even tries to bounce off the ropes and he just starts selling his back because his back's in so much pain uh i was like wow just because elia is such a great seller he just he pulls you in man he gets that sympathy from you um and he makes those big fiery comebacks, and he's just—he's just—he's just, he's just Mr. Intensity. He's just—he's a ball of fire, man. And one of my favorites to watch because he's just so unique and different. He moves different. He's different. You know, he just—he doesn't wrestle like everyone else. Uh, and these two had just great, great chemistry together. And this was a fantastic match. So I really highly recommend you listeners to check it out because it's really worth your time. Um, one of the best matches I've seen all year, and of course it happened. No one's really talking about it. They should. It should. It should be a match that's celebrated by everyone. And it's like you see all this other goofiness celebrated, right? Like, like this is if I was gonna do star ratings, and I really don't do star ratings, but you know, this a it was damn near a five star match, right? Very close. It was just unbelievable, and the crowd was into it. Crowd was getting into the near falls and the fall. You know, they they told the story. You could see the crowd just get more and more into it, and then that they're they're on their feet by the end, and they're with all the false finishes. And they did a uh, a a a moment where Jordan Devlin cheats to win, and but Eli gets his foot on the rope. The referee counts, so it looks like. It looks like Jordan, you know, snuck one out and was a title, and people believed that people were upset. Out came Johnny Saint to say, you know, what happened and restart the match, and he has foot on his rope, and people were just—it was like, you know, we've seen it many times. This is—it was a basically a reverse dusty finish where actually the heel got screwed on the the dusty finish instead of the baby face, and people were loving it, and it just. Added to another layer to the story they're telling, and another, you know, like your hero almost lost. So, uh, great match. Highly recommend, as I said. It's on, um, it's on, the car, obviously, Peacock. It's the May 12th episode of NXT UK. Very easy to find. So, 
definitely check it out. Uh, before I get into the next match, I want to uh, talk about the Fight Game Media Patreon. $5 a month to subscribe. You get a lot of great content. Uh, I have a show on there with Garrett Gonzalez. We do, we're doing a Raw 1998 review. We're going over every Monday Night Raw. We're doing the pay-per-views of 1998. We're talking about the rise of the Attitude Era and the rise of WWE where they actually went from you know getting beat by WCW to um, to uh, to becoming the number one promotion that's because of how hot Stone Cold Steve Austin got the rock coming up um, Undertaker mankind uh, we just reviewed uh, hell in a cell with mankind and Undertaker and that the famous that famous match so uh, check out Fight Game Media Patreon, and of course, on there's not just our show. There's some other great shows. There's Brace for Impact with Mike Gilbert and J.D. Oliva. There's the Dynamite Show with Jeff Hawkins and Paul Fontaine. They cover Dynamite right after it's over, um, and I it's a fun show to listen to. I listen to it every week. I love their takes, um, even though I don't agree with a lot of them. It's just fun to hear a different perspective. Of the show, what they're seeing, and I and Paul just cracks me up. Just some of those things he said just cracks me up. Um, there's a five star Joshi show with Scott. He's all he's he's just he's on it with all the Joshi stuff. He just he's he has all the news, all the scoops. And if you're a fan of Joshi wrestling, that's the show you want to listen to. And it's well worth the five dollars, you know. And he just delivers awesome shows, killer shows. Um, same like I said, same for Brace for Impact. Uh, they cover Impact Wrestling, um, and the Patreon show. They have a live, they have a, sorry, free on this free feed. They have a show, obviously, but they review the Impact television show every week. But on the Patreon, that's where they they talk about the dirt. It's that's where they talk about what's going on backstage, who's coming in, who's leaving. Um, it's uh, you know JD and Mike are on top of Impact Wrestling. It is the best impact wrestling podcast out there today so please subscribe to patreon again five dollars a month not too much that's one starbucks coffee you don't need a drink right you can just use it for fighting give us a shot i think you're really gonna like and of course we have coverage of ufc boxing we have the whole fight game spectrum covered so um justin nipper and fumi saito have a write this down um they talk they're talking about japanese legends they're just they're talking about ultimo dragon right now great series of uh japanese history if you if you're into that so like i said a lot of great contact on our fight game media plus patreon now another so uh, i've been missing nwxw in germany uh, reviewed it many times here on take it on podcast and i'm like saying what's what's the latest right what's the latest on the peacock of wxw I see, it's like every weekend, right? Every Saturday, they upload um, a new WXW episode. And I see on the icon, the graphic, it's Tristan Archer wrestling Axel Tischer, the former Alexander Wolf in NXT uh, UK and, um, you know, also the main roster from Imperium, Alexander Wolf. And I'm like, okay. I'm watching this because I really like both men's work a lot. Um, Tristan Archer just still a hidden gem, you know, still should be talked about, celebrated more um, by wrestling fans. 
and it's just not he's just not getting the coverage he gets you know there's the effies of the world get more attention than tristan archer and it's, it's a travesty i'm sorry to say nothing gets effie but fuck like that guy can't lock up but you know tristan archer fantastic worker axel tischer you know killing it since being released from wwe and wxw having great matches and i click on it and i start looking at the preview of what's going on and it's an 60 minute Iron Man match. And I'm not the biggest fan of Iron Man matches. I used to when I was younger. I thought they were cool. Great idea. I was like, wow, 60 minutes. But then there's only been a few that's been really good. I'm not even a big fan of the Shawn Michaels Bret Hart one from WrestleMania 12. And that might just drive some people crazy when I say that. I mean, it's a good match. I liked it. But my problem with Iron Man matches is you know it's going an hour, right? You know, so sometimes you can when you're watching a match like that, unless, unless it's really, really good, you can start letting your mind wander to other things because you know AI. Yeah, and then I don't really pay attention to that much detail because it's going to go full an hour, right? But I thought these guys could keep my attention for an hour, and they did. I really enjoyed this match. Um, so I thought there was some issues with it. I'll talk about that as we go along here. Tristan Archer is a heel now. He was such a great baby face in WXW, but he's also a very good heel. Um, I loved his heel turn, the slow heel turn that he had in WXW. And I loved his promos leading into that full heel turn. Like he's just like, you know, I don't know why people are hating me. I'm, you know, I, you know, he's talking about an injury he had, and, and he's but he's being very like logical, like okay, like I see his point, right? And eventually, he won the title in some like four way, which I didn't like, and then lost it quickly. Got it back, thank goodness. Um, and he's been on a little bit of a run here as champion. Axel Tischer, former champion, he beat Marius Alani, and I want to talk about Marius Alani real quick here. Um, where is he in WXW? What is going on? I, I, obviously, there must have been some kind of falling out, right? Because I, I looked on his Twitter. It looks like he's back. He just did some shows like in France, I believe. And he's wrestling. And the last time we saw him was in the, the 16 Carat Cup when he was a, you know, he, he filled in for someone who was hurt. I forgot who it was. And he won his match in the opening round. And then he, and then he didn't come out for the, the next round. They said he was injured and he couldn't compete. Um, and I was real excited to see him back because uh, he hadn't been back since like November when he lost the title to Axel Tischer. So I don't know what's going on. And it's maybe it's part of the reason why I stopped watching WXW because he was the guy that really got me hooked. Him and Tristan Archer. Their series of matches really got me hooked. And just overall, actually, the overall company, just I really enjoy the production. I really enjoy the, the quality of workers that they book and the matches that they have. I love the Arrows of Hungary and that tag team, Robert Dreiska. Like, I, I like, it's just, I was also in funk with, funk with wrestling and, and everything. But also, the guy that just like, wait, where's Mario Salani? I don't know what's going on. If you guys need me to mediate between you guys, WXW and I would gladly do it. And because I think both companies eat each other, I think he adds so much to your the company. But the, you know, but also Marius needs WXW too as well. I think they both together make a great team. 
And I don't know if this, I don't know if these are even an issue, but there must be because why wouldn't he be there? He was a champion for a very long time. He went on this big old win streak. You don't put a guy over that strong and then not bring him back. So I don't know what what happened, what went wrong there, but uh, if there is something, I hope feelings can just, I hope, you know, business can be business because Marius is, is business and, and I think a good business for the fans of WXW for the quality of matches he can have with anyone in that company. Um, beyond the 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 in ring is a great promo, like I said, great look, just a presence about him. Uh, he would add so much to this product, and he did before, and he could he will continue to do it if he comes back. So I hope, please, whatever it is, clear it up. And again, if you need me to mediate, I will be happy to do that, and you know, show everyone both sides and. I would love to know what the reason is because it just it just can't. And I know there's been some, you know, there's been. Issues. I mean, I know when the guys, if a guy, if it's on his end and he's hard to deal with, I can understand. Like it can be very frustrating, but you know, and they have a great roster. But I hope whatever it is, like again, they <laughs> they squash it and and they work together again soon because I I miss Marius in uh, WXW. So now back to this match, Ironman match. Um. Starts off really good wrestling, grappling, just tight stuff. I loved it. Uh, both guys are just tremendous. Um, and about 13 minutes in, I believe it was, Archer grabs the belt, hits uh, uh, Axel Tissue with it, gets disqualified. Even though he's losing the fall by getting disqualified, he, I mean, Axel's just—he's he, selling like people should sell belt shots. Now in freaking AEW, they kick out of belt shots like it, it really didn't mean anything. They just, it's a false finish now, right? But here, like it meant something because Archer hits him the belt, gets disqualified, and then he quickly gets a pin and evens the fall. Then he quickly gets a couple more pins, and it's like three-one now. Archer and he's just so cocky, so arrogant, and the crowd just really just getting on him right i love this building um i forgot to write down where building was but it looked like a smaller building tight quarters but i love the look you can see the fans in the background you can see the fans at the ringside there's one section where like fans i know they've done this before wcb where like fans are right up against the ring which wouldn't be my favorite part. i like i need a seat guys i need a seat so when i'm ever in germany i'm getting a seat i'm not going to be right up there at the ring because that's not that's not where i want to be um, what's with that, that, this, that, that might be the be, place to be though. When I was watching the show, there was a very few attractive ladies in that front row. So, um, and they were there for, they're cheering Tristan Archer. They're like the only fans cheering him. <laughs> Everyone else hated the guy. So that was a fun, fun dynamic. Every time Tristan Archer was on the offense, you hear like, woo, <laughs> kind of hilarious. But the match, they told a really good story out there. It was very physical and punishing, and it should be. It's an hour. These guys were just going all out, and they had a good pace going. End up, Tisher tying up 3-3. Um, my issue was towards the finish. As they were going towards the end of the Ironman, the pace, I thought, needed to be picked up just a tad bit more. Um... 
if you felt like okay, this is gonna pro- probably just gonna either go Broadway with both been tied three three. That's what it kind of felt like, but Archer did end up winning the match four three. Um, but I thought like it should have been more like Archer on the ropes and you know Tisha really fight and it it they just kept selling the the brutality the exhaustion that they felt be working you know, going the 60 minute time limit and resting out there. And I get that. And I get that, but it would have nice to kind of like kick it in a second gear, right? Big comeback. Archer be on his, on his bicycle, you know, trying to stay away. Even if it's tied, he doesn't want to get pinned obviously because if one more lose one fall, he loses the title. It's just, I just wanted just a little more, urgency from tisher to win the match um actually i would have i would have kept it broadway with uh being tied of course this is going 60 minutes but being tied 3-3 would make it a broadway a, a draw so i would keep it at that where you know archer's like i said on his bicycle tisher's doing everything he can to get the get that win but you know he can't, but it's still tied. You can come back with a rematch. But obviously, with Archer winning, this was the end of whatever their program is, and Archer will be moving on to whoever's next. But um, I don't know. I felt like we didn't get that closure. I know he, I know Archer won with four three, but I felt like I don't know. I just wanted one more match because I was enjoying the wrestling. And I want to see more from these guys. And we, I'm sure we will. I'm sure they'll, they'll come back around again. Um, I'm not what, you know, but probably for, it should be for a very long time. Maybe not until the 16 karat gold. You know, I would try to keep them apart as much as possible. Other than maybe in a six-man tag or a tag team match. Um, that'd probably be the best. Because, you know, it's hard to come back after this match, after Archer won. So, Great match. Um, really respect the hell of these guys as talents. I just think more people should be talking about Trish Narcher. And, and I'll, you know, I'll sing his praises to anyone that you know wants to listen. Hey, who's out there that, you know, who's who's out there no one's talking about that's really good? Trish Narcher. Trish Narcher. Trish Narcher. Trish Narcher. Uh, don't forget about Axel Tischer, how good he is. Um, so definitely go out, check this show out. It's the most recent WXW upload on Peacock. And if you listen to this and there's a newer upload, just go the next one over and it's, uh, you'll see Trish Narcher and Axel Tischer, um, on that, on that graphic, click that graphic, watch this match. I think you're really going to enjoy it. And let me know what you thought about the finish. What did it need to be in a new second? Did it need to kick into the gear? Um, what was missing that, you, or what, or, or was it, was it exactly what you liked? Was it, was that you thought there's no, nothing needed to do different? And uh, respect the hell these guys are going an hour, very physical match. I love that they didn't use any gimmicks other than the belt shot. Um, no chairs, no kendo sticks, no tables. And this crowd, I don't know why they started chanting, We want tables. I was like, ugh. And then Tisher kind of like, you know, has ear to crowd. So he goes and looks under the, looks under the ring. And I'm like, 
and once he did that, I'm like, please, God, don't pull out a table. This match does not need a table. And what's and even Archer Brown looked under the ring too, like because people are chanting tables. And thank God there's no table there, so they stopped their chant and we continued to wrestle. It was kind of a uh, kind of a break in the momentum that they had going. Um, this building like it was was tight quarters, so it's not much ringside area. They did fight a little bit in the stands, but that's okay. I don't I don't mind that. But like, why not a room to kind of take some to be able to stretch the match out? There was there's moments they you know the usual tricks were there to kind of stretch out the time, um, but like usually uh, there's a lot more room to walk around, a lot more stalling. Uh, for the most part, they were in that ring wrestling and and exchanging holds and counter holds and big moves. So, really good match. So, definitely check that out. So, as I continue my journey to kind of look back at some of the shows I've missed and matches I've missed, so I decided to look up ICW Fight Club, check out some of my favorites on there that I like watching. Leighton Buzzard, Andy Wilde, I like that kid Daz Black, Great young talent. Um, so I kept watching. I watched I watched Leighton Buzzer versus Andy Wilde. They had a on the, on the most recent uh show. Um it was good. It was more of an angle because Leighton Buzzer is gonna be wrestling BT gun and in a hardcore match, and I just don't want to see Leighton Buzzard in a hardcore match, but you know, that's what they're leading to. So BT Gun was at ringside and um he ends up distracting Leighton Buzzard and he walk in the wind. So it's kind of like one of those things where you're watching it and you know something's going to happen because BT Gun's already out there. So again, it's more angled and match, though they were, you know, and some of the, the first part they're trying to do like a little uh, mirror image of each other or, or, or one guy would get a hold and they counter and they face off and they do another face. It, would, it just looked too choreographed. It looked like, you know, it just didn't didn't seem natural. It was just you know the old like multiple times they faced off, you know, shoulder tackle, boom, you know, double drop kick each and each boom or something like that. You know, it was just too too choreographed. I wasn't really feeling it. I know they can have a better match. I've seen it before. Actually, this is the first match that they had since their Ironman match, which took place and uh, you know no, no fans and they'd use the they use the deal. It was 60 minutes as well, but they used a deal where they fought all over the place. They went in the back and and these tables and everything. So I I respected the hell out of them for going 60 minutes and and uh, who knows way it could have been chopped up to where it wasn't too bad. But I'm sure they did wrestle for the full 60. I just um I just you know I just like it's a 60 minute Ironman match. It doesn't need tables. Doesn't need fighting in the back for half of the match, you know, all that kind of stuff. So, um, but a match I want to talk, so I got kind of, kind of cruising through, saw Molly Spartan. She's a champion there now. Um, fantastic talent. How is she not in NXT UK now? I don't understand. Um, uh, she's just, just great talent. She's powerful. She has this intensity about her. Um, uh, I just she has a good promo. The way she carries herself to the ring, I just love everything about her. And uh, you know, she should be in a a, a major company by now. She should be WWE by now. I don't know why the AEW man. Don't don't be reactionary. 
like go out and find talent before you know go out there and 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 search and don't wait for them to get an indie buzz go find those diamonds in the rough go find the people on the international scene like a a Molly Spartan and bring her in to your women's division that needs some upgrading big time. They would, uh, Molly Spartan would be fantastic. Now Rose is old news, right? You couldn't even get her over as a monster, she, you know, and she's done. She's been there for three years. You need a new monster. You need a new badass. Hire Molly Spartan. She's fresh. She's new. No one's seen her before uh, in the States. She's, just, just my advice there on Tony Khan. But I, I stopped on a match. Daz Black versus Mark Haskins. Um, Daz Black, I'm really high on this kid. Uh, just tremendous look. Looks like a, a cross, a mix of Rick Steamboat and Jay Youngblood. Like, um, he's small. It's not that small. Like I said, he's tan. He's, I'm glad he's growing his hair out long. He's looking more and more like a star. He had a promo on this episode. This is an episode for May 29th, the uh, ICW Fight Club, uh, number 224. Um, he cut a promo before his match. I thought it was really good. Uh, he's a hell of an athlete. And let's compare, like, Jungle Boy, who I love. I love Jungle Boy. I love Jack. Love working with him in APW. Um so happy for him, his success that he's having. But his what holds him back is that promo. Doesn't have one. Uh, he's a good athlete. Daz Black is far superior than Jungle Boy. And Jungle Boy's, of course, he has you know the the story, the famous father, all that. The 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 women love him. Daz Black, same thing. Women would love this guy. He'd be a star. Uh, he's a great athlete. Um, and so I was, I want to see his improvement. He's working Mark Haskins, who's a good veteran, and it's a very physical match. And, and the, the story of the match was Mark Haskins, a veteran, is just one step ahead of him. And always out wrestling him. Uh, and Daz Black kept fighting and fighting and fighting. And he would make some comebacks, but he'd always get stopped by Mark Haskins. And they went to the floor a little bit. And Mark Haskins went to go pick up Daz Black. I don't know if Daz Black was ready for the body slam. Looked like he went a bit heavy for that body slam. And then when he got back in the ring, it looked like Mark Haskins reminded him that he went up heavy for that body slam. And he gave him like a big, a big kick to the back. And he, I'm sure that Daz Black's a, is a pretty good seller, but I think that 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 kick to the back was a little receipt for uh, going up maybe heavy on that bias land to the floor or even whatever happened leading up to that. There was some some little little moment in there, but all's good. They they got back on track, and I thought Mark Hassan is really good here as the veteran, being very physical. Um, that crowd, I don't really understand the ICW Fight Club crowd. Like I don't know, it's a mix of just the fans that always go. And maybe know the boys after like because like every like, those there's some shows that you go to and you could it's just their local fan base that knows everyone after that the show they're talking to everyone they know everyone they, they consider themselves friends so like they don't get as crazy and into it because they're too cool for school so I hate you know I don't know if that ice is that or maybe just the audio is not well getting the fans but 
But this match here, because of Mark Haskins' work and because he kept being very physical and punishing and Black is, you know, he's fighting through, showing some fight, showing some fighting spirit in there. The crowd started really getting up and really getting behind Black as he made a comeback and 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 they're really like and he kept kicking out all these moves. And at first it's like, okay, maybe at first I thought maybe this might be a little too much. He's kicking out everything, kicking out everything. And but at least at the end, Blaz Black ends up catching Hack Mark Haskins, getting the pin. And winning, at least it made sense. Cause I, used to, I hate nowadays where a guy is kicking up everything and everything, and finally he just gets beat, right? After another big move. Finally he's just and that's supposed to like get him over. Oh, he showed hard, but he still lost. Like this really got Mark uh, Daz Black over. Like he survived all of these moves that that Haskins was hitting him. And Haskins was unloading the kitchen sink on him. He kept surviving, kept surviving, kept surviving, and and finally caught Haskins off balance and got and got a tight inside cradle and got the win. And I loved that. And it it got Daz Black over. Uh, and Mark Haskins didn't lose nothing from losing to Daz Black here. He got caught, and he you know it only takes three seconds. Haskins was upset. He didn't even shake Daz Black's hands afterwards. But, like, he still got himself over even in losing. So, it was a good wrestling match. Um, uh, I, it, I, this is another guy that, you know, AEW, you talk about AEW, and they're, they're about the young talent. They're about getting the young guys and featuring the young guys. Um, he, there's, there's a guy. Daz Black be someone I would look into if I was Tony Khan. I mean, John T. Martin is exciting. What a high flyer. What an athlete. But the charisma of a turnbuckle. Just nothing. Nothing there. Jungle Boy, same thing. Just doesn't have that promo. And Christian, the whole build-up with him and Christian, and Christian been cutting these promos. And I've been saying on the Fight Game podcast on the Wrestling Observer site that Jungle Boy really needs to hit out of the park with the promo when he comes back. And it's going to be a big-time test. Because if you can't hit that promo, I just don't see. He's one of the quote-unquote four pillars, but I don't know if you can keep him there. And it kills me to say that because I love Jack. Great kid. But hey, time it's time to get this down. And some people just don't have the promo. Daz Black has a good promo, has a great look. He's young still. He was some he would be someone I'm Tony Khan, I'm investing in and and he's a guy I'm you don't put him in AEW Dynamite. You don't put him on Rampage. You put him in their Ring of Honor promotion. Let him be there for a year. Let people start talking about this Daz Black guy. Where'd he come from? Oh, he came from ICW in Scott out of Scotland. Right? Like, who is he? Oh my gosh, look at this. What an athlete. What a look. What charisma. Um, then as he gets over in ROH, hopefully, if that's successful, or or just people start talking about like you know, RH is kind of eh, but that there's a Daz Black kid out there, and he comes into AW and he starts getting a push. 
Um, same thing with Molly Spartan. Bring Molly Spartan over here. Leighton Buzzard. Bring Leighton Buzzard. This is so much, there's so much rich talent out in the European wrestling scene that you want to make RH different. You know, you have the established guys that you normally have. The Greshams, the... Um, who else? Dalton Castles. You know, the people that people know from ROH, the Briscoe Brothers. You know, rather than the Briscoe Brothers, should be on Dynamite. It should be on the main show. But if they can't be, and they have to be on ROH, you know, they definitely you want them. You want them in your in that on that brand if you're Tony Khan, right? Obviously, I'm, I'm sure he knows that. Um, and you start filling with some some unknowns, unknowns to the US, U.S. scene. Uh, Mark Haskins was a guy that was in ROH. For the you know then and then the the COVID hit and you know that kind of interrupted his uh, what he was doing there. Bring him back, bring back his lady Vicky Haskins, who looks like you know Tanya Katane from the White Snake music videos. You know, just yeah, bring that package back. He's a good worker in the ring. Why would you not have this kid not well, not have him in there, not have him on your roster? Uh, at the same time, like bring, like I said, bring in the Leighton Buzzard, bring in the Diaz Black, bring in the Molly Spartans, um, you know, bring some some. Yeah, the, the fans might know them, not know them right off the bat, but they will get to know them and they will get over if you're pushed correctly. Um, cream rises to the top, and I think, you know, Buzz Leighton Buzzard, great talent, future talent for sure. Daz Black, future talent, Molly Spartan, future talent. Let, let's go. Let's that's. Let's let's do that with RH. Don't use it for I want to relive my fantasy from when I loved it when I was younger. Like RH was a cool platform for talent that's you know a lot of fans don't know yet, and let them make a name for themselves there, and then you bring over to you know to AEW Dynamite, and it's like do what NXT should should be should have done for the main roster but when they get i think tony Khan will be would be will probably do a better job when he brings people up from roh i would hope you know not do what wwe does after the nxt they come up to WWE the main roster and they end up you know mostly sinking and swimming because they don't get the opportunities and they don't get it's almost like i always say like it's like they got these great thoroughbred horses in WWE from the nxt and they're ready to let them start running and they take one of the legs out and now they're like well they don't get over and they got to repackage him they don't feature him so i think at roh you could do that and you could bring him into aw but actually feature him i think tony Khan will do that so i'm hoping that happens so we'll see so anyways that is the take it on podcast i hope you go back i hope you watch Ilya dragonov versus jordan devlin loser leave town i hope you go out watch the 60 minute Iron Man match from WXW between Tristan Archer and and Axel Tischer. And I hope you go ahead and check out Daz Black versus Mark Haskins from ICW Fight Club. Uh, I think you're going to enjoy all these matches uh, and just talk quality stuff. Let me know what you think. If you watch these matches, give me let me know your thoughts on it. Hit me up at LaRoccaJL on Twitter. That's L-A-R-O-C-C-A-J-L. Hit me up. Love to hear your thoughts on these matches. And if you have any matches that you want me to watch and review for the Take It Home podcast, please send them my way. Everyone, have a great weekend. Be safe. Take care.